But one of the other questions I have for her um, is, do you have the authority to clean house? If you go in there and, and coming from the outside in, you know, can you just clean house on the staffing or are you really just a face CEO, an interim CEO? This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you're tuned into episode 297 of The Real Word. Word is up. You're back up and on your feet, Nicole. Pleasure I'm to trying. have you back. We had, mm -hmm. we had to take last week off. You were completely out of a voice. I was unable to speak. Yes. It's back, might, though. Well, you might still hear. It's not all the way back. It's not great. I am on an antibiotic, so hopefully by Thursday I'll, I'll be... I'll be better, but we're getting there slowly, but surely I got my ass kicked that I know. Yeah. Glad, glad to have you back. I was away on a little bit of a vacation. We were going to fit in a real word, but of course we couldn't. And a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks in the real estate world, as you may know, or have been following preferably on nowbam.com, which thankfully there's not, I came back from vacation, Nicole, and there's not a cancel bam hashtag. There is another cancel somebody else hashtag going That's on something. <laughs> that should be that should be your merch i mean uh, we're still listen, waiting we, for this merch line to come out we, we don't understand why inman won't acknowledge bam's existence but we're not like you know our goal is not to put them down but they've been putting themselves down we'll get to their bad move uh, why there's the cancel Inman hashtag that's going around in just a little bit before, but before we get to that, I want to focus on NAR national association of realtors. They also had big news because they were in Anaheim, California for NAR next NXT, their annual conference. Okay. Uh, we had Tracy Casper, the president, the new president of NAR, obviously she took over, she was supposed to take over, um, and took over earlier than planned after the sexual right. Harassment allegations and the, and the uh, you know, former president, Kenny Parcell, uh, was, you know, he stepped down. Tracy Casper is in. We've also had the same situation now, not after the sexual harassment, but after the verdict from the Sitzer Burnett, where Bob Goldberg, CEO, who who had already announced retirement, took an early retirement. Earlier. And now we have a interim CEO, Nakia Wright. So we were able to hear first conference from Tracy Casper who opened up by saying uh, the conference, she wanted to thank Bob Goldberg for nearly 30 years of service. Um, the crowd of more than a thousand applauded politely. This is according to Andrea Brambilla's Twitter handle at Inman Andrea, who was there. NAR's Distinguished Service Award winners got cheering and standing ovations. So Bob got a polite applause. Now, Bob Goldberg, by the way, he went home from the conference sick. Okay, he, he had a little stomach bug. A little, he might, yeah. Maybe he had what I had, had, I guess. Couldn't talk. <laughs> Cat <laughs> has his tongue. Got to leave the conference early. Probably a lot of questions didn't want to answer would be my guess. Um, so Tracy Casper did speak in person. And then here's the tweet from Andrea, who did a great job covering Sitzer Burnett. I want to give her that credit and, and credit for here. Um, but she tweeted this out. This was right after, I guess, Casper's uh, comments about Bob Goldberg. She writes on her Twitter, first glimpse of NAR's new interim CEO, 
Nakia Wright, who filmed a video message for the board of directors. Let's take a look at Nakia's Wright's first message as NAR interim CEO on the video board on stage. All have enjoyed a productive week at NAR Next. It was a pleasure to be in Anaheim and to meet many of you in meetings on Sunday and Monday. What I took away from those two days is that this organization is filled with people who are committed and care deeply about its success. As you close out this week's meeting, I have no doubt that you will be thinking about what is next for NAR in a fast evolving landscape for real estate. That too is my charge. For me, Monday is a launching pad. It is a moment to sharpen our focus on NAR's mission, our work to help people and families across the country realize the dream of home ownership. It is a moment to ensure we bring to life that mission for every person and audience that matters, our clients, our communities, our peers. I'm excited to work with our staff members in continuing to advance that mission as our organization moves forward into the future. Thank you for your partnership in that effort. Now, for those that watched my live stream on here on the BAM YouTube channel, when Bob Goldberg announced he was stepping down, he did a live stream uh, in regards to the new interim CEO, Nakia Wright, being announced as the new CEO. So this is interesting because she is out an outsider, which I, I'm an advocate of, somebody who's not part of that good old boy, good old girl network. She is Chicago-based, which leads me to believe there might be some ties. These are the questions I love to ask her. Like, hey, have you been involved with the leadership team at NAR in the past? Because you guys are all based in Chicago. It, has there been past relations? Love to know the answer to that. Um, but one of the things I thought was interesting about the hire was that she had a media background. She took the Chicago Tribune from a public company and brought it um, to a nonprofit. NAR is a nonprofit. You know, maybe she is there to fix the image. But one of the other questions I have for her um, is, do you have the authority to clean house? If you go in there and and coming from the outside in, you know, can you just clean house on the staffing or are you really just a face CEO, an interim CEO by length and by face where you're not really there making the decisions. Somebody else is pulling the strings. The old swamp of NAR is still behind you pulling the strings. These are the things I'd love to know. Do you actually have the authority to be a true CEO? Because Bob Goldberg, former CEO who went home sick from the conference, he's staying on as special consultant. Uh, you also, you know, in her, I want your reaction from what she said in the video. You also have her saying in, you know, pre-written statements, as well as now a pre-written video on stage um, that she's looking forward to working with the staff. I'd be looking forward to saying, okay, which staff wants to see NAR change is here for the new, you know, revolution of NAR keep retain those good ones and clean house of the old um, guard. It was also interesting that she just wasn't physically on the stage. Like what was her, right. did you have the same stomach bug as Bob? Like why weren't you on the stage? Why was well, this? Video? I mean, I can't imagine that's really what happened. I mean, it was, they had it edited. There was even music. Did you hear the music? There was music in this video too. I, I didn't even hear a word she said, to be honest. Get the most out of our content at BAM by joining BAMX. You can use code REALWORD to get 10% off of BAMX today. Like our YouTube accountability group, 
all of our courses, live streams, and direct access to our BAM creators in our Facebook group. You also get our daily downloads from the hot sheet every single day. Join BAMX by using code REALWORD to get 10% off today. Because it was just words again. It was just, it was so many words and she was so happy to meet everybody and she felt their passion and dedication to the organization. That was all I heard. I'm rooting for her to yeah. make massive changes at NAR. I know the NAR Accountability Project is rooting for that. I know we want to, everybody wants to speak to her outside of canned statements and canned videos on a stage that you could have stood on and just right. on town hall style engaging members. I don't understand. And maybe there's, maybe there's things I don't understand because there's legal reasons why she can't just get up there and talk to members. Right. But you're already like, you're so, you, you've done so much damage already. Like right. what the hell else could you possibly do? Right. Um, besides say, you know, I'd rather you answer 50% of the questions. I can't answer that. Right. Um, legally can't answer that one right now. Love to answer yeah. it. Would love to give you my thoughts on it. Can't do it. But I can, you know, if we get 50% of the questions that everybody has answered, wouldn't that be better than zero? Well, I think even just, again, like you're saying, just showing up is almost 50% better than, than nothing too. Um, I think people are looking, honestly, it's, I sort of, I feel like I kind of compare it to like, like if, if you have a kid and they're, and they're hurt, like all they're kind of looking for is like a hug. Like we're looking for a safe place that we can all comfortably sort of come to and know that we're all building off of the, like some sort of stable foundation. Um, and again, by her sending this video again, it was, it well, she, was real, it was edited. She was reading. It, there was music. It was just. It was. I want to be clear. She was great. at the conference because she said in the video, mm -hmm. you know, meeting so many of you, and and so it sounds like she was at the conference in some meetings, but not on the stage. You know, she's excited about what's next for NAR. What's not next for NAR, Nicole, is that they won't use lobbying chops for a legislative fix to commission suits. Okay, so this was reported. Um, it's about four or five days ago from recording this here on the 20th. I think it was reported on November the 16th coming out of, um, out of NAR next national association of realtors is a lobbying powerhouse. By the way, you can show the chart right now of how big of lobbying spenders they are in 2022. They spent $84.1 million, the most of any lobbyist in the country. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce spent $81.9 million. Now, this is according to Statista Research Department. Um, this is a Resi Club chart. Now, I, I'm a little confused because I know finance spends a lot of money, um, but they don't have necessarily an association. Like, they do it in other ways. So I don't want people to be like, what the heck? Like, where are the Wall Street lobbyists? You know, because there's plenty of those. Um, but this is statistics. Statista's way of coming up with it. I think they're just coming up with associations. All right. NAR being the biggest at the top of the list, 84.1 million. US Chamber of Commerce is 81.9. Then it drops at number three all the way to Pharmaceutical Research Manufacturers of America at 26 million. Uh, American Hospital Association, 24.4 million. Blue Cross Blue Shield, 23.6 million. Facebook, Facebook, 19.7 million. <laughs> they got them in there. 
Um, American Medical Association, 19.3 million. Amazon, 17.9. I I believe that there are some other stuff that's uncovered, but NAR has been at the top of this list for a long, long time. Uh, Boeing's on the list. Lockheed, Mar- Lockheed Martin's on the list. Raytheon Technologies, they're, they're all on the list. Um, but they, there's, um, they're, they're not going to use this lobbying as a clear legislative fix to the rising pile of antitrust commission lawsuits, which is huge. The list is, is, is huge. It's getting bigger. You can go to nowbam.com, type right, right hand corner. We have lawsuit watch and you can click on that. Um, that that'll stay up there on the website, probably for the foreseeable future. And that piece will just keep getting updated right now. You have Sitzer Burnett, which is, um, you know, NAR said they're going to appeal. You have Morrell, which has been around Gibson, Baton one, Baton two, March Burton, no which is the MLS pin, which should be getting tied up here. You have DOJ versus NAR. Uh, you have the Texas commission lawsuits, which are even going after teams. Um, then you have Dietz versus Rocket Mortgage. Uh, so you got 11 of these big ones here, uh, big industry lawsuits, and more come, more of these copycat lawsuits coming. Okay. Um, but, but NAR is not going to use the lobbying power to do a legislative fix. A legislative fix could be like maybe how commissions are paid, right? That would be a legislative fix. Am I am I getting that right? Like lobbying the mortgage industry, you know. Right. Well, or the government to allow what, like buyers fees, buyer agents fees to be rolled in, like something like that. Yeah, something like that, which I think is, is a stretch. There's, there's people that believe that that could be where things are heading. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it would be a stretch. But that to me would be. Uh, an example. This is this is according to Shannon McGain, NAR's chief advocacy officer, uh, spoke to 50 large firm directors at NARX uh, next in uh, Anaheim. Um, the forum was put on by NAR's real estate services advisory group. She referenced the Sitzer Burnett case, uh, which obviously had this historic verdict. NAR is going to um, appeal that. They're, they feel confident in their ability to appeal and win. There's plenty of uh, comments that they've had sense on their confidence in this uh, ability. Uh, the number one comment that we're getting from folks on Capitol uh, on the Hill is what is going on? This is what McGann said that NAR has been educating lawmakers about the suit. Like, so lawmakers, what she's saying is lawmakers are coming to NAR and saying, what is going on with this lawsuit? Can you brief us on what is happening um, can we better understand the issues? Right. Um, the second comment is how can we help? This is what McGann says that Capitol Hill is saying to NAR. Okay. How can we help? Well, DOJ for one is breathing down NAR's neck and Michael Ketchmark, the lead attorney for Sitzer Burnett has openly said that he, Michael Ketchmark, and the DOJ Department of Justice are in communication weekly and throughout the suit. This is why Cancel Inman has been going around because they have Michael Ketchmark speaking in New York City. We'll touch on the, that in a sec. Yeah, we should. Oh, go ahead. Like, if you want to react to it now, go ahead. No, I just, again, because I've been looking at people's Cancel Inman. I've been searching it. And it looks like Brad Inman is trying to obviously sort of 
counterpunch everyone's canceling and him saying, here are the questions that I want to ask. And one of the questions happens to be, is some, is there an outside group that is funding, um, pretty much this lawsuit. So again, cause you're kind of talking about like the DOJ and them sort of being in bed and it's like, who else is maybe potentially involved in this and who's, who's giving you the cash to do all this upfront stuff. So yeah, I mean, it is I mean, DOJ, I don't think that, you know, if they no, were found but giving again, if there's, a, if there's enough cahooting, it may not obviously be the DOJ, but I'm just saying right. like, it again, it great question for Brad who, to ask if the guy's even gonna, I mean, if he's even gonna truly answer it. I mean, super dark horse in that conspiracy that, that you just brought up per Brad, Brad Inman's questions, yeah. super dark horse in that race of who could be funding this would be CoStar because they want to come out with you're listing your lead, but make everybody pay for, um, to place their listing like they do with commercial. Um, you know, that they're coming after residential and they're really using this lawsuit as a, as a, in their earnings call. It, oh, yeah. you know, if, if you're interested in weird. listening to co-star learning calls, they're using this as a way of saying, Hey, this is one of the reasons we're going to take market share. I'm just paraphrasing. Obviously it goes a lot deeper. All right. Yeah. Um, so Shannon McGain says we've had incredible feedback from everybody we've met with, meaning people on Capitol Hill. Um, but according to uh, McGain, because Sitzer Burnett and other similar suits are going through the court system, it's clear what change can be made legislatively to affect them. With this being a class action suit before a jury, there's not much that a federal official is going to do in that area. Um, NAR had been providing lawmakers with information and resources to understand the ramifications of the suit and having discussions around financing buyer representation, having discussions around financing buyer representation. Um, NAR's political action committee, RPAC, is on track to meet its goals and flush with money right now. We went uh, to, to the mat on banks and real estate. We're ready to go to the mat on mortgage interest deduction. Um, we were ready to go on the mat, sorry, with mortgage interest deduction, 2008 downturn tax credit. We've got, uh, this handy lever. I think brokers just want to know, can we pull that lever in this situation? Uh, this is an existential threat for the organization. Is it not time to try? But, uh, they, they're saying that they don't believe they can legislatively impact this. Uh, this is a different, this is going to need to go through a different process. NAR feels very confident about its appeal and what it's doing is lawful. So NAR just continuing to say this is going to get overturned. You don't see that very often in a case like this where you've had such a unanimous decision verdict being made already. Um, why can't NAR seek a uh, carve out of the Sherman Antitrust Act just for real estate? Repeat that NAR does not believe it's violating the law. So she wasn't sure exactly what kind of carve out they would be looking for. Um, Katie Johnson, NAR's chief legal officer, stopped by the forum briefly and said NAR will be uh, proving the way that consumers have been served over the past hundred year years, very lawful, continues to be lawful. Well, in your first stance at that defense, you did a poor job, right? I mean, you just didn't do it. You right. didn't do anything really. Um, you didn't convince that jury in Missouri, which was very disappointing. And I don't, I don't think you really took like you're saying you took you know some of the stuff in 2008 to the mat and took it very seriously when the u.s economy was collapsing due to a, a 
mortgage bank crisis with those faulty mortgages. I don't believe, or you didn't show me the actions that you took this to the mat. Right. You didn't come out with, you know, blood on your face. You didn't, you didn't come out with no voice like Nicole came out of um, <laughs> whatever she had last week. I would much rather have lost my voice because I was out partying though. I'll tell you that. I thought that's what it was. It was a massive hangover when I heard your voice that, that week. <laughs> I well, who's, who is going to have a voice is going to be Michael Ketchmark in he New York is. at Inman Connect. Yeah. Um, he's going to be speaking. Brad wants to interview him. You do see Cancel Inman all over Facebook. If you just go search Cancel Inman on Facebook, you'll see a stream of people canceling their subscription on Inman and then yeah, but it's funny because their subscription doesn't actually cancel until 2024. So <laughs> That's technically take place. And then you had, um, so you had somebody screenshot, um, that they were, and we've been talking about this forever. They were so unhappy to find out that their local association pays for their subscription. So they can't really cancel. Like you could not go on the site or give up right. your your member ID, but you're they're still collecting the money from your association. I hate this business model for Inman, um, ha having their money tied to the associations with where these local associations, the ability for agents to get out of it. I hate any business model that's tied um, to associations paying for the membership. Uh, and it certainly inflates numbers. Um, but Nicole, your thoughts on Michael Ketchman, Ketchmark speaking on the Inman stage? I'll be honest. I mean, I, I think I said it to you before. I'm like, we should, we need to go. We got to go. I don't know if we're going to be boycotting out front with signs or going in to listen, but um, it again, based on the questions that Brad wants to ask him, I'm anxious to see if he actually answers them. Um, it is a very you, interesting. It's not like you want him on the stage then. I get, I, I'm not saying I want him on the stage. It sounds like he is going to be on the stage. So at this point, you know, the decision has been made. Um, obviously we are arguing over the fact that we don't want to spend the $1,500 to actually pay to get in, but I am curious to see if he does truly answer the questions that Brad is going to throw at him. I mean, I, I can't imagine no, he's going there thinking that it's going to be like a nice event, right? I mean, listen, he's this literally is going to be sitting in front of thousands of real estate agents. I, I mean, the, the, I know I was going to answer the questions the same canned way he's been answering them on every interview he's done. He's not going to change his mind. He's making tens and tens and hundreds of yeah. millions of dollars on th this is the biggest moment of his career. The biggest fact moment. that and, oh, and I his agree, parents will be there too. And maybe he'll, maybe his parents will get it. I don't think they'll pay for the Inman ticket, but you know, maybe they'll get to watch the video after like they watched the entire trial play out in Missouri, knowing it was Ketchmark's biggest moment of his career, uh, of his life. And he's not going to change his mind. He's not going to be like, you know what? I was walking around here, the halls of. Oh, he of can't. I mean, he's and still. He <laughs> still has a job to do. Back, but, he has um, more lawsuits and obviously the appeal. So he he's not going to change his mind. No, I'm not thinking he, he's going to do that. But he's not going to walk around the halls of him and connect. And say, <laughs> you know, I've met so many great agents. I'm going to just drop all these lawsuits. We're not going to move forward. Yeah. I now see that. You know, what I've been alleging is false. Let, let me stop here. He's not going to do that. So putting him on the stage 
if you thought a couple steps forward, you would have realized this is a terrible move. There, there's, there is a real, um, you know, pushback from the community for a the right reason. This guy's not going to change his mind. He's making too, far too much money. The biggest conspiracy in America is how attorneys can allege the wildest shit ever and make 30, 40, 50% of these type of class action lawsuits and where the majority of the money doesn't go back to the, the people that, um, you know, were wronged if, if they were to be really wronged. So I see where the pushback is coming from. Absolutely. By the way, it's why, you know, if we were to do, first of all, if I were to talk to Michael Ketchmark, I'd want it live on YouTube because I'd want as many people to access it as possible. Number one for free. Um, number two, so that the comments could be wild and we could take live <laughs> comments and go back and forth in that type of a manner. Um, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to pay significant, you know what the answer going to be. So if it's drama, it should be free on YouTube. If, mm -hmm. if, if I'm paying 1500 bucks for a conference, I need to get real value for my business out of it. Okay. And, and if I'm going to pay for something, articles should be free. It's why our articles, BAM are free. Um, it's why Nicole, December 1st, BAM X, the, the back, uh, the community, um, where we do all of our courses, all of our, of our community live streams, all of our downloads, our Facebook community that goes up on December 1st, still far less than really anything you're going to find out there, but it, it goes up significantly. And unless you're in before December 1st, you can't grant grandfather your price in, you can get 10% off by using code real word, but we would never, we would never paywall this clown. We'd use it as a way for people to come in on a YouTube live. Transparency. Isn't, wasn't, yeah. isn't that the whole name of the, I mean, that's, that's at the end of the day, what this is all about, right? Transparency. Yeah, I think it. I think it's silly. I think people have a right to be to be angry with that. That being said, and I've said it many times, I think covering Sitzer Burnett, Andrea did a great job, um, and and so you know, there's there's still just like with NAR. I think NAR has done some things over the years really right for consumers. Um, they're not. They haven't made many right moves as of late. Uh, they they've historically had a smug attitude about them. Um, they, they've got sexual harassment on their books. Now they've got uh, a big L on this verdict on their books. Uh, but you know, I also think Inman has done some things, right? There's also a lot of mistakes. And I think getting in bed with the associations, uh, to people's, you know, um, posts here is one of those issues as well. Uh, so, all right, I, I guess that's, uh, all we got here. There's other stuff going on, but if you want to track all the different, uh, lawsuit updates again, just go into the lawsuit watch tab, which is built into the BAM website. And, um, on, that's on your desktop. So I don't know if that's built in on mobile yet, but it'll be up there shortly. Uh, but on your desktop, you can just hit that tab and get the updates right up to the minute. Nicole. I love it. Yeah. Um, we're closing in on episode 300. I know we're going to, we're going to go live. We'll be live. On episode, well, it won't be a live stream, but it'll be a live. Well, we'll be recording live with an audience. A live viewing experience um, in Connecticut. So if you're local to Connecticut, uh, we're going to be filming this at 66 High Street, which is our development, in, our new development, Connecticut, which is which is just 
Got a few units left. Um, super high end luxury. We're going to have wine and cheese. You'll be able to do the live viewing experience, even tour uh, 66 High Street, which is just one endless awards in Connecticut for the construction, uh, obviously for the, the record sales that have been set there. And so if you're interested in that, stay tuned. We'll have something that goes out where you can access that live viewing. Um, you want it to be like a town hall, right? Like you want people yeah. to actually participate. Act like, yeah. yeah well, let's get that. catch market ticket. Let's go. Let's go. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. So, so look for that to come out. Uh, Nicole, I hope your voice is full force next week. I won't do as much. I'm certain of it. As much After Thanksgiving, we'll be good to go. Yeah, but Thanksgiving will end. You'll lose your voice again, I'm sure. Maybe. Well, after or the after reason. the after the Guilford Madison game tomorrow, we'll have to say, you know, ooh, big big high school sports and big in high school world, sport, big sure. rivalry week. Yeah, I love it. Let us know in the comments if you still go to your high school football game. Nicole has to because her husband is the head coach of the local team. All right, happy happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, guys.